You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. I pressed the wrong button. I'm so sorry. I'm not doing it over. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. I had my mic muted. And yeah, I was just about to say welcome to all of our new subscribers, listeners. I see our numbers going up. Um, subs are up. So thank you. And to pay you back for that, I'm going to completely mess up my own intro. But joining me, like always, my faithful co-host, we got Nate Christian, the professor, and Shevin Nooney. Gentlemen, how are we tonight? <laughs> oh, man, we're doing good. Just classic, classic Dynasty Rewind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we can't make it perfect. There's no way that that is going to be possible. It has to be a little quirky. I mean, me and Nate are eating snacks. I'm not sure what Nate's eating over there. But, I mean, we got sticky fingers tonight, and Mike pushed the wrong button, got a little sticky on it, and... Yeah. It is what it is. Sometimes it happens. <laughs> I've had this mixer for about two years and apparently, no, like a year and a half. And apparently I still don't know how to use it. So <laughs> we should just blame Sean for this one. You know, he's yeah, not here Sean's right fault. now. This is definitely Sean's fault. Yep. I'm on board. Sean, our producer, our late producer. Late producer. Yeah. So not, not, not well, he's not dead. He's not our late producer. He's, he's late to late, the show. He's tardy. <laughs> that sound we're gonna have to send our truant officer zach duarte out after him can you imagine zach showing up and telling you that you're late for something i want to see a show where zach is dog the bounty hunter i think that would be absolutely comical (laughs) him and bob just fighting crimes fighting people in the wilderness that'd be so awesome the person getting bounty hunter would be like i will literally turn myself back in to get you away from me sean we're recording what are you doing he shows up this is it's taco tuesday at the fournier household so you know all right go 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 away all right so um you know sean would never trade away tacos i could tell you that he loves taco tuesday so today we're going to be talking about some dynasty trades to make right now we're going to be selling high and buying low like the stock market and bitcoin sure don't buy Bitcoin. I don't give much financial advice. Advice: Stay away from crypto. That's all I'm going to tell you. So, you know, buying and selling at the right time is a massive part of Dynasty Fantasy Football, or at least trying to strategically acquire and move players at the best possible cost. So today, like I said, talking some sell highs and buy lows and why we are looking to move on what we're looking to get so let's talk about some costs and you know we do have some blacklisted players so that we're not talking about the same people all the time so we're going to be switching it up tonight so let's just give some definitions here buy low just means cheaper than what they should cost we're not necessarily acquiring for next to nothing so they could do nothing on your roster you don't want to buy a guy just to stash him and then he does nothing mm-hmm. you know you're not going to be sending a second round pick for jay sternberg or anything like that This is someone we want to buy low now that will appreciate in value. And selling high doesn't necessarily mean selling the most expensive players for fun. We should be strategically moving this player off of our roster because we believe the return is too good to pass up on or because we believe that player is going to lose face value soon and we want to cash out. So, Nate, I know you don't like going first, so we're going to start with you. Who is your buy low? All right, so my buy low is this. I had this guy as a buy low about three years ago coming off his rookie season, Deontay Johnson. You know, he has just put up great numbers over the past three years, and he had a, he had a down 2022. Let's be honest. You know, he, he finishes the wide receiver 28, you know. He's just, you know, a high-end wide receiver three, but he did that with zero touchdowns. 
Zero touchdowns. Man didn't score a single touchdown all year. He's got the Jacoby Myers disease this year. Okay. Right now, he's being valued as the wide receiver 35. He's finished higher than that the past couple years, and he's projected to finish higher than that again moving forward. He is the number one target for the Steelers offense. He had, you know, 147 targets last year. That is sixth in the league. The last three seasons, he's had 140 targets every single season. He is the number one wide receiver in that offense. They traded away Chase Claypool halfway through the year, you know, solidifying that Deontay Johnson's the guy they signed him to an extension. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is back there. He's the number one guy. Now, when it comes to fantasy production, obviously it does matter who the quarterback is back there. But I believe Kenny Pickett should get better in his sophomore season. He should be more efficient because they were really inefficient, uh, you know, from, from the quarterback play between Mitch and Kenny. Deontay Johnson had... 1,555, he had that many air yards. It was a career high by far. He never had anywhere close to that. He's being used down the field. And that's different. That's exciting. That's something that we can look at and be excited about because, you know, you look at Deontay, he's got like, you know, 10 yards per catch. You know, like, okay, he's going to catch a lot of targets, but he's not going to get a lot of yardage. If he's being used down the field because someone like Kenny Pickett can throw the ball a little bit farther than Big Ben, hey, Deontay Johnson could be cooking in 2023. And hey, Matt Canada is going to be fired at some point. It's got to happen. I talk about it every single time we talk about the Steelers. Matt Canada is going to go at some point. And Deontay Johnson is the wide receiver one there. So right now, you can acquire him. Man, I'm seeing him straight up for Chris Godwin, which I think I would rather have Deontay Johnson pretty easily. I respect Chris Godwin and his talent, but situation-wise... You know, Deontay is in a much better situation where you know he's the wide receiver one. Mike Evans is with the Bucks. That quarterback situation is even worse than the Steelers right now. Kyle um, Trash, baby. Come on. Oof. Kyle Thank Trash. <laughs> anyway, hey, hey, I'm now. seeing Deontay Johnson go for a 24 second. I saw a trade where someone traded uh, Pat Frymuth away and in return got Deontay Johnson and a 24 second. I mean, I, I think Deontay just right now is, is so <clears throat> cheap. And I'd be willing to pay almost up to a late first. I'd be willing to pay a late first in one quarterback leagues to acquire Deontay Johnson. I'd be willing to pay up to a late first in super flex leagues for Deontay Johnson. I think he's a guy that can solidify your wide receiver three on your lineup. And if he fits into your flex, you have a plus, plus, plus flex player right there. And this is a guy that should cost you a late first. But because of a suppressed, poor 2022 season, because of these zero touchdowns and bad, inefficient quarterback play, you can get him for like a, a early mid second right now, you know, and I think that's such such a good value for a wide receiver who is going to be a high value wide receiver for the next four or five years with the volume that he's basically locked into in the short term window. How many targets did you say Deontay had again last year? A hundred and forty seven. All right, so he had one hundred and forty seven. So Pat Firemuth, Chase Claypool, I'm counting him in there because he did play for the Steelers for a portion of last year, and George Pickens combined for 214 targets last year. So, I mean, he's close. He is getting the volume for sure. And, you know, because if people question, like, what about George Pickens? What about Pat Frymuth? What about whatever other wide receiver they bring in to compete with these guys? I think this is a great buy low. Deontay Johnson definitely, like I said, we just did the math right there. He's getting the targets. He's getting the bulk of the targets. And last year was an exception. So buying low on him right now is a fantastic thing to do. And I agree. So, Chev, you are going to sell high. Who are you selling high on? This is a guy who I'm high on this year. So I thought about him, but I'm holding because, you know, I'm stubborn like that. But 
Who are you selling high on, Chev? Yeah, and sorry for almost choking there and drowning, boys. I took a sip of water, and I mean, it, wrong pipe completely. I about fell out of my chair. I almost died, but... <laughs> the show must go on. The show must go on. I'm a showman. Oh, I am selling high Tony Pollard. Okay. Now you say, wow, why would you do that? He just had his best season. Well, there's a few things. He's going to be coming off a broken fibula. Not a great start there. He got that in the, the playoff game this last year. Not a great start. You know, I'm a little uncertain what his role may be because we're seeing that, you know, there's a lot of people saying, you know, Bijan Robinson. If Bijan goes to Dallas, like those those amount of targets, those amount of rushing attempts are gonna go way down. I'm sorry. Bijan Robinson is not gonna get drafted at I believe it's 19 or whatever it is overall to just sit there and let Tony Pollard steal the show because he's on a he's on a bigger contract. There's no way that's gonna happen. Bijan easily will take over in camp because he, I mean, we're looking at Pollard. He is hurt, not a great start for him. And I mean, that's an easy way to lose your job if you can't produce in, in camp. So I think Bijan, if he does go there, that definitely hurts Pollard. And, you know, I rather trade Pollard away best season this last year. I mean, he had 198 rush attempts or 119. Sorry about that. And I mean, I, I don't know. I think he has potential to be good, but I'm willing to, you know, sell him off. The running back landscape is very detrimental right now. It's so bad, in my opinion. Like, everybody's going to start falling off. I see him being a guy that falls off. I see him being a guy that loses touches. Uh, I, I don't know. I just don't feel comfortable having Tony Pollard as my RB1 or RB2 this upcoming season. He's being taken as the RB10 at this point. So that is why I am moving on from him. Um it's just I'm, I'm too worried about what is to come. You know, I mean, you can wait until the end of the draft, but, I mean, that could be the detriment to your team because now you're not going to get as much for him if they were to draft like a Bijan. I don't see them draft anybody else. I'm not too worried about. Jameer Gibbs is going to be a guy that plays almost the same role as Tony Pollard, in my opinion, so not super worried about that. But if they do get Bijan, then his job is in trouble. Tony Pollard right now, he's going for a first. I saw a trade for Kamara and Christian Kirk, Najee, Miles Sanders in a second. I just feel more comfortable getting more assets back at this point. I think Christian Kirk is a good wide receiver and a good offense. I believe he had a wide receiver one year last year. You know, Kamara, question marks about him, but I'd rather take those risks than, you know, risk being on Tony Pollard and his, his role diminishes after the draft. Yeah, I get it. The good the good thing about Tony Pollard is where you drafted him because Zeke was there when he was drafted. Mm. You're probably drafting him as a flex play anyway. So anything else yeah. you got was kind of um, just advantageous. Mm. I don't know if he's going to be there. You know, the the Cowboys pick um, at 26. Their next oh. pick is pick 58, and their third round pick is pick 90. Mm-hmm. Previously, I didn't think that the Eagles would draft a running back, but with the moves they made in free agency, I could see it happening. And they said that mm-hmm. they like Bijan Robinson. The Eagles hosted him, but they host a lot of players. This is what teams mm-hmm. do. I mean, look, the, the fact of the matter is the Eagles were just in the Super Bowl. Running back is a glaring need. They signed Rashad Penny. They got rid of a player that was always hurt for a player that's always hurt even more somehow. Um, I mean, he was cheap. So look, I don't know if he gets there, but aside from that, what you got to sell them on is they have Ronald Jones, who's Ronald Jones, Malik Davis, and Rico Dowdle yeah. on the roster. See, he's the yeah. guy. If they don't do anything, he's the guy. That's it. That's what you got to sell them on. So I don't hate it.
cash yep. in while you can. So, but I'm stubborn. I'm holding. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. So, who am I buying low? Tyler Lockett, who's currently wide receiver 46. Mike, why would you buy a 30 year old wide receiver? I'm glad you asked. So right now in a startup, he's the 118th player taken. That equates to about a late ninth round pick. If you have a 12 team league, which most team, which most leagues are, I think we could say four straight seasons over a thousand yards in the previous year, 2018, before he started that streak was 965. So right there, he's good for between eight and 10 touchdowns a year. And we know that Geno Smith was not an issue and he could support two wide receivers because last year, DK Metcalf, 90 catches, 1,048 yards, and six touchdowns. Tyler Lockett, 84 for 1,033 and nine. So mm-hmm. he's consistent. He gets 1,000 yards every year. You're buying this guy low. You could put, I mean, the fact of the matter is he could be your wide receiver too if you need him to, or he is a super solid flex play. He's like mm-hmm. Deontay Johnson that scores touchdowns, essentially. <laughs> right, Nate? Right. I mean, yes, sure. Sure, Mike. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> not not quite as many targets, but uh, that is true. But, but Tyler Lockett, again, I, he's always efficient. He mm-hmm. is. He's efficient, and Seattle also doesn't throw the ball as much as as Pittsburgh does, which Pittsburgh should run the ball more. You have Najee Harris. What are you doing? So let's look at some trades. And so, yeah, that is true. The, well, they just signed um, signed one of the guys from the Eagles. It was Isaac Samalu. So um, that's a huge signing for them. Andre Diller went to the Panthers. But uh, some of these trades that I saw for Tyler Lockett are just crazy. Tyler Lockett for Danny Gray in the 208. I like, I like Danny Gray, and the 208 is fine. But give me Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett straight up for the 211. Okay, sure. Take my 211. Tyler Lockett for the 110 Odell Beckham Jr., who has not played football in over a full year, and Parker Washington, who has yet to play professional football. And, you know, Chev, you're talking about injuries. Parker Washington's also coming off an ankle injury as well, just like Tony Pollard was. So sending a guy with a chronically bad knee, coming off an ankle injury, and the 110. And Tyler Lockett for Chuba Hubbard, who just lost his job to Miles Sanders, and the 301. So a backup running back and a third-round pick. Sign me up. Lockett's going to help you more than any of these declining assets or draft picks. Um, all of those trades, courtesy of DLF Trade Finder, as well. So, give me some Tyler Lockett. Love it, Nate. Who are you selling high on? Also, you didn't put a name on the show sheet, my friend. Oh, I didn't put a name on the show sheet. <laughs> I wonder why. Let me tell you about this player. All right. No surprise to hear that I am selling high. On Drake London. All right. And let me it tell you why. It needs to be blacklisted let, on every Let every me show. tell you why. Wide State receiver zero, Drake London. All Jerry right. Rice checks under his bed for Drake London at night. You can't even draft him. He's so good. He just gets naturally selected onto a roster. He gets gifted by the fantasy gods. Go on. Wow. I did, I did run this by Bob. He didn't <laughs> answer my text message, though. But He so, is good at not answering text messages. Not as good as me. Anyway, True. to get to Drake London, I'm selling high on Drake London, who is currently the wide receiver 10 on Keep Trade Cut, currently the wide receiver 12 on DLF. Drake London is being treated as a guy that is going to come into the league and over the next five, six years, be a you know top 15 wide receiver in fantasy football. That is how he's being valued. Okay. 
What I'm going to tell you is Drake London is a guy that is coming into football and he's going to be a top 30 wide receiver for the next four to five years. And that's okay. There's a lot of wide receivers who do that and there are a lot of really good wide receivers who do that. So for the first 12 games of Drake London's season, while Kyle Pitts was still on the field, he ran 287 routes, 49 of those in the slot for a 17% rate. Okay, after Kyle Pitts got hurt, he ran 132 routes over five games, 46 in the slot. So 49 in the slot over 12 games, 46 in the slot of those final five games with Kyle Pitts out, 35% of his slots, his snaps came out of the slot over those final five games with Kyle Pitts out. So when Kyle Pitts went out of the lineup, they replaced that usage with Drake London some. They put Drake London into that big slot role that Kyle Pitts fills when he's on the field. Kyle Pitts is back in 2023, which means that Drake London is going to go back to being an outside wide receiver more often. And he is not as productive when he is an outside wide receiver because Drake London is unable to create separation. All right. He is... 1.51 yards of target separation, which was 79th in the league. Plus, with an average cushion of 5.5 yards, he was getting plenty of cushion, 8th in the league, but still not converting that into separation. He was getting cushion out of the slot. He's not going to have that kind of cushion when he's playing on the outside. He has a very 50-50 contested catch ability. You know, his, his rate was not that great. It was better at the second half of the season, so we'll see if that continues, but over the first half of the season, it was not very good. Over those first 12 games, 9.1 points per game, which is nothing to get excited about. Those final five, 14 points per game. The quarterback situation is not going to get any better. I do not believe in Desmond Ritter. I don't believe in quarterbacks that aren't drafted in the first round, to be quite honest. He only got on the field for an average of 25 plays per game. It's a run-first team. Other wide receivers to have over 100 targets and less than 900 receiving yards in the rookie year include Jerry Judy, Chase Claypool, Sterling Shepard, John Brown, Jarvis Landry, Jordan Matthews going back to 2014. All those players are decent players, but not top 10, top 12 wide receivers. Drake London does not deserve to have his ranking. Please move him right now. You can move him for sometimes multiple firsts if you have someone in your league that truly loves Drake London. If not, I've seen him get moved for a top four, top five pick, plus seconds on top of that. I think Drake London valued at a mid to late first round pick is a viable valuation, but anything past that is Quite honestly, a little ridiculous. If you want to go get your guy, you can. But overall, if you're not in love with Drake London, you can move off of him right now. Get more assets. Downgrade to a wide receiver like Deontay Johnson. You can easily grab a first-round pick on top of that, a mid-first. Those are the kind of moves you need to be making. Move off of Drake London. Not that he's a bad player, but his valuation is just too high right now. Don't you ever disrespect Landry ever again. I love Jarvis Landry. He was great. I I loved him coming out of college. Uh, I love Jordan Matthews coming out of college, too, to be quite honest. Um, unfortunately, did not translate. But, you know, that's a that's a fun little list of wide receivers, but that's not a guy that you value as the wide receiver 10. I think on that list of wide receivers, the only one that I could say that we all really believe in is probably Jerry Judy still. But do we value him as a top 12 wide receiver? I do not. And, and the problem is, People, I mean, we say it every show, but I mean, people have to realize like classes are getting better and better. Like when they come out of college, they are ready to go. I mean, we've seen it. People are going off for 1,300 yards, 10 touchdowns. Like there are great talents coming into the NFL. And there's Stephon Diggs, there's Devontae Adams, there's Cooper Cup. Like these people are already in the league. It's hard to get top 10 at wide receiver. That is a, Mm -hmm. a tier that is probably the hardest to get into, honestly, right now. I mean, if, it's, if you're a tight end, it's super easy to be a top 10. 
wide receiver is just a delicate class, man. You, you just can't get into that for playing mediocre. You have to be a stud muffin every single week. And yep. if you don't, you're falling behind, and that's when you become the wide receiver 30, which is not a bad thing. Like we're saying, it's still good, but it's not. It's hard to be top 10. And I Drake London right now, no, it's just not there. QB situation. I mean, look at all these guys. Stephon Diggs, he's got Josh Allen. Yep. All these other guys have top-notch QBs. London just does not have that. He's not going to get the production. It's just not going to happen this year. Drake London will not be top 10, 100%. He, he probably will never be a top 10 wide receiver in his career, to be perfectly honest with you. He can't create space. When, like, like Nate said, when you can't create space as an outside wide receiver and all you can do is high point, then you just fancy J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. I need a minute after that because I'm preparing myself mentally for the scathing YouTube comments. Let's talk to Dan. Rewinders, welcome to the offseason. It's your boy Dan here at the B-League says telling you to be at underdog.com right now for your 2023 best ball drafts. 2023 rookies have already been added. I'm here to help you along the way. We're going to give you a promo code rewind, all caps for 100% match and deposit. I'm Let's have some fun this offseason. Yes, let's do that. Sean, what are you doing to me? Why are you touching things? Hmm. Hmm? What are you doing back there? It's really, really screwing up tonight, man. It's a hmm. bad night for the kid. We'll talk about this in Canton, Sean. So let's move on. Chev, who is your buy low? Probably the last time you'll be able to buy him this low for a while. Go ahead, Chev. Yeah, yeah it's probably going to be the last time. I mean, he's getting older. He's He's just not as coveted as he used to be, but this guy has been talked about as a buy low probably his whole career. Brandon Cooks, right now, wide receiver 55 on keep trade cut. You know, why is he my buy low? He's going to the Cowboys who are itching for a downfield threat. I mean, last year they even meet, they even made T.Y. Hilton become relevant again, a name that we haven't heard in a year or so. Comes out of nowhere. Game, though, right? Like, yeah, I, but I, they it, targeted him a lot, it seemed like. <laughs> it seemed like he was always getting talked about on the dang games. I'm going to look it up right now. Do your thing. But Brandon Cooks is a guy that is going to play a big role for the Cowboys. Obviously, they have Tony Pollard at running back at the moment. Probably going to add somebody else. But, you know, that could mean they're leaning on throwing maybe a little bit more this upcoming year. You know, he's a walking 1,000-yard receiver. Every place that he's gone to, he's averaged at least 114 targets, 65 receptions, and over 1,082 yards in every season that he's gone to a new team. Now, obviously, he's getting older, but, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if he gets somewhere close to those numbers. And, you know, he's going to be a good complement piece next to C.D. Lamb. This last year playing in Houston, not many pieces there to help him out. It was really just him being there. I don't even really think he wanted to be there. So, obviously, a year of not really wanting to be on a team. Team stinks. Uh, they give up the first-round pick to the Chicago Bears. I mean, it's just a bad news to be in Houston that year. And I just think he was not motivated. Now he's on a team that, you know, went to the playoffs last year. Good team, ready to compete again. Good defense. Like, he is going to a team. He's going to be motivated. He's going to be ready to come in and make noise. I want him on my team this upcoming year as a, a competing team. You know, if you're Nate, you're a two-time champ. You're going for that three-peat. He's a good you know piece what? to have just in case somebody gets injured. You can throw him in your flex. You know, he's, he's only going for a Nico Collins, a late 2023 20, second 
2024 second and Jawan Johnson. It's not like you have to pay a premium to go get this guy. He's wide receiver 55 on keep trade cut. He is available. Teams are probably trying to get rid of him, especially if they're if they're not competing. Now is the time to go get Brandon Cooks. And, you know, it's, it's going to pay off for you in the end. It's going to give you a good depth piece that is going to produce this upcoming season. So T.Y. Hilton with the Dallas Cowboys played three games. He got 10 targets for seven yards, 121. I'm sorry. Set 10 targets, seven receptions, 121 yards, and zero touchdowns. So hey, not bad. Yeah, look at you go. Um, but I From do like dead. Yeah, I do like this though. They lost Noah Brown, uh, but that was two years ago, I think. But they lose Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz got a lot of targets when he was with the Dallas Cowboys. I like this. He's a good comp- complimentary piece. Michael Gallup to me still didn't really look right last year. He had a couple flashes, but he wasn't his old self coming off the ACL injury. So I really like this one. And yeah, he's cheap. Cedric Wilson. Cedric Wilson. I'm sorry. Noah Brown did leave this year. Yeah. I okay. So I had it all. I'm old. Pushing 40. A lot of gray in the beard here. These things happen. So Chev, love where your head's at with the Brandon Cooks pick. But trying to get him in a few spots just as a guy that I think might fill some gaps in my lineups. You know what I mean? A good solid wide receiver three flex play. Somebody I could just rely on. He's just been a really solid guy mm-hmm. to have in your lineup. I like guys like that. No. So last one I'm selling high on Los Angeles Chargers running back Austin Eckler. Currently he's a late third round startup pick, but he was the running back one last year. He's still really productive. He did request a trade from the Chargers, I believe. Right about that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, even if he didn't, we'll say he did. Oh, he did. Um, but last year, 204 carries for 915 yards and 13 touchdowns, 107 receptions for 722 yards and five touchdowns. I just really don't see that being replicated again. I think the Chargers draft somebody. I know that Isaiah Spiller's there, Joshua Kelly's there. They cycle these backs in and out, but I think they draft somebody, maybe not like super, super high but high enough to warrant pushing Austin Eckler to the bench a little bit more. You want to move him? He's getting close to that running back cliff. He's going to be pushing 30 soon, all right? So I'm trying to move him. So here's what we're looking at, some of the trades that you're getting. And I think you could do better than this. I put together a trade in DLF's Dynasty Trade Analyzer. I'll get to that last, but here are some relevant trades. Bob, you could edit this one out of the video. He was also traded for $625 fab dollars in one league. If you made that trade... DM me on Twitter at Rewind CEO, please. Uh, as for our producer, Sean, actually working tonight, I'm so underpaid right now as far as my contract and what I contribute to the team. I am relentlessly pursuing this, Eckler said. I want to get something long-term done. I want a team that wants me long-term. Good I luck. totally thought that was Sean. I thought he was doing his resignation <laughs> right there. I was going to say, he could just fucking leave if that's the case. <laughs> you can go. Uh, He's probably underpaid, though. <laughs> probably. So Austin Eckler for the 108. Like I said, I got a good trade put together here then. Austin Eckler for Brian Robinson in the 110. Brian Robinson, not a sexy player. Definitely a startable and serviceable back for sure. You get the 110 on top of it, which could be Tank Bigsby or something along that line. So you get two running backs out of it, essentially. Austin Eckler for Calvin Ridley, the 110 and 206. So you're kind of taking a chance here. Calvin Ridley hasn't played football in a year. Um, you know, it's a good thing that he didn't sexually assault anybody and all he did was bet on sports and he got a year suspension. Uh, but then you get the 110 and 206 on top of it. And this one I kind of like a little bit more. Austin Eckler for Travis Etienne. Numbers-wise, 
probably not going to be as good as Eckler this year, but ETN long-term, he's not as close to 30. I think he's going to be better. So here's a trade that I put together for on DLF's Dynasty Trade Analyzer. Austin Eckler for the 2023-107, a 24-second, and a 24-third. So on the Trade Analyzer, it gives you a points basis on each side. The Austin Eckler side still technically has a slight advantage, 420.5, and the pick side is 417.3. So it's close. There's just a small advantage for Austin Eckler, but that's what we're looking at in terms of pick compensation. So 107, that puts you right in the middle. And the good news is if you check out the Dynasty One YouTube channel, um, the guys have been doing a series on what to do at every single pick today, which um, if you're listening to the day of the release, it's Tuesday night, so... Yesterday, they released the 108, and I think last week the 107 got released too. The only unfortunate part about that is Zach was on it, so you had to look at the light shining off of his bald-ass head. So, uh, But that could tell you what you could do with that 107, and for the 24 picks, stay tuned. We're going to get you covered. Eckler so, seems like a guy that is just going to be hard to get the value that you want for him. Mm, I feel like he's a yeah, guy that just stays right. on your team because you're like – I, I want more, which, you know, it's not a bad thing. It's almost like Travis Kelsey where you're trying to get a little more than you want, but you're fine with the production that you get. It's just That's just the player he seems like for me. It's like well, just looking yep. at those trades, I'm like, I don't know if I'd do it, but. Yeah, got yeah I don't like some of there. these. Honestly, I'd rather take the picks trade that I put together at this point than some of these. Like, like I said, Brian Robinson's fine. He's not anything exciting. I think his, his next season is going to be better than his rookie year. But he doesn't really catch the ball a ton. Yeah. He's just kind of he's Brian just Brian Robinson. Robinson. <laughs> he's just Brian Robinson. I don't know what else to say about the guy. But um, so gentlemen, that is going to be it. So if you want everybody that's listening, you can pull your car over or stop doing the dishes for a minute and you can look at the description of this podcast. You can check out our great sponsors. We've got a new merch store, lots of great merch on there. Oh, yeah. um, you can check out SeatGeek, you can check out Underdog, as Dan said. And please check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash dinosaur rewind. Lots of good stuff going on in there. Sign up for your yearly membership. You save 10% and you have a chance to get in a league with Bob Banduzer. He might make me do that too. So stay tuned, everybody. So until next time, for Chev and Nate, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thanks for listening. Thanks for showing up today, Sean. 